Do you feel ready to cross over? Do you feel ready for life beyond lockdown? In this episode of our new podcast, we're going to look at crossing over. We're going to look at being ready. We're going to look at what it means to be expectant and recognise that God does want to use us and you in an amazing way and so we want to be ready for life beyond lockdown we want to be ready for crossing over into all that god has for us and i'm with mark and i'm judah and this is week two of our new podcast diving deeper great welcome everyone to week two and this is mark <laughs> and hi mark how are you doing yeah i'm doing good thank you good great. to be here uh, Mark's on the leadership team in Openwell, if uh, you weren't aware of that. And Mark's, uh, Mark and Mayanna are an amazing couple. And this week, Mark's going to be looking at Joshua chapter 3. And um, uh, yeah, we're just going to be diving deeper into this chapter. And we hope that it blesses you. And I'm going to hand over mm. to Mark, who's going to uh, take uh, us on a journey of what it means to cross over so yeah. thanks mark brilliant yeah yeah well i'm excited about this um the uh, the theme of what we're looking at from these uh, few weeks of course is is called crossing over and interestingly enough of course joshua chapter three which is the, the chapter we've arrived at now is actually about that point where the people of israel are crossing over jordan into the promised land so uh, I mean, it's jam-packed full of really good stuff and, and revelation and things like that. And there's definitely not going to be enough time to dive into all of that. But uh, I do think there's some, some really good things in there we want to dig out and, and go with it. I, I really love how we started off talking about being bold and courageous. You know, how uh, Josh was very much like, you know, Moses is dead. Let's just really step out boldly. I loved how we talked about how God gives us clear guidance on, on where he wants us to go, how he wants us to live. And of course, this last uh, week um, with this first podcast with John um, just talking about uh, kind of things like prayer and, and things like that, it's really, really good. So what a platform that is to uh, to prepare us for this chapter when we're actually looking at crossing over and are we ready to cross over? That's the real question I want us to, to look at today. So uh Actually, uh, could you um, just read us um, chapter three? Um, just, I think it'd be good, you know, just to get the word to speak for itself, I suppose. Great. Um, so the whole chapter, yes, um, Joshua chapter three from the NIV <laughs> says this. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the ark, do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things among you. <laughs> Brilliant. Joshua said to the priests, take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, 
Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all mm. Israel, so they may know that I am with you as I was yeah. with Moses. That's it. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among <laughs> you yes. and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Gershazites, Amorites and Jebusites. See the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut mm. off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and set their foot feet touching the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap yeah. a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarathon. While the water flowed flowing down to the Sea of the Arabia, the Salt Sea was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry land. Incredible, isn't it? I mean, what, what an incredible uh, kind of wonder and sign it is, isn't it? So, yeah, I can, can imagine we're obviously going to talk about how that impacted on all of these ites that lived in that uh, land of Canaan. But uh, I think it's great just to see how God moves. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we just want to look at this, uh, this whole uh, topic uh, of are we ready to cross over? Um, uh, it's really starts straight away, doesn't it? In verses three and four, it talks about uh, move out from your place and follow the priests who uh, carry the ark. So there's a really uh, a, a leaving and a and a following, and and leaving things behind. Uh, it's not always easy, is it? Mm. It's uh, it, there are times when we think, well, do I really want to kind of change uh, this or that, or uh, am I ready to perhaps let go of some things and. Uh, yeah, things like change is, is always one of those uh, processes we have to get through where we almost have to get ourselves emotionally ready to say, yeah, I, I want to move forward. And, and if it wasn't for the fact that we have that motivation to step out and leave things behind and move to another place and to do other new things, then of, of course it's difficult, isn't it? And it, it feels like hard. Um, but I think there are really good reasons here uh, in, in this, this chapter about how we can uh, feel the sense of, of calling and purpose in, in, in doing it. So um, so in terms of leaving, uh, I think it's part of the leaving behind old comfort, uh, maybe old ways in which we do things, uh, whether that's personally or whether that's us as a church doing things because we're used to doing things in a certain way. 
and it's it's really about the question of of how can we change and i think the the first key is in this it's it's not a, so much about the leaving behind it's actually about us following mm. it's it's uh, is the following of the ark has been carried by the priests and uh, and i think that that is really about what is god calling us into mm. um and if we know we've got to let go of things because we've been drawn into what God has called us mm, to do, very good. we can get really excited about that. And, yeah. uh, and that is certainly something I, I want to talk, come back to later on mm. uh, in this, uh, this little chat about it. But the ark is, um, it's obviously, number one, it's this presence of God himself, isn't it? It, it was the place primarily where God really uh, made himself obvious and clear that he was present. And I think... The closeness and intimacy with God has got to be our top priority, and it's it's a bit like, uh, on the one hand, it's a bit like well, if like Moses said, uh, if you remember this when he, he was in dialogue with God, and he said, "Well, God, if you don't go with us, uh, then we don't want to move." You know, this was obviously forty years before we get this particular mm-hmm. chapter to happen, and uh, it was very clear Moses was determined that he wanted to stay where God was. Mm-hmm. But I think it also moves in the other way around, of course, which is mm. if God is moving on, let's not stay where we are on this side of the river. Let's move with God. You know, let's let's follow God's presence. Very let's stay good. close where we are. Yeah. Um, and the second thing, of course, is how do we follow? Well, I think it's to do about hearing what God is saying to us mm. about what he's calling us to do. Mm. Um, if you remember, Moses uh, heard the voice of God speak from the mercy seat that was on top of the ark. And he heard the voice between the cherubim, that the golden cherubims that were on top of the mercy seat. And, and clearly, therefore, the ark is about God's presence, but I think it's also very much a, a representation of God speaking to us. Mm. So I think more than anything else, uh, have to be very honest, if I'm ever being slow to do something, is because I'm actually not paying enough attention to what God is saying to me about mm-hmm. what he wants me to do, mm-hmm. what he wants us to do, isn't it? Very good. So I think that's that's really where I think we need to kind of focus on. And um, and I would say this in terms of the uh, uh, the fact that uh, there's a clear instruction in verse 4 when it says uh, that the, um, the priests carrying the ark will guide you because you've not been this way before. I love that mm-hmm. phrase. Um, I think there are things... I know there are things that God has called for me to do, for you to do, for us to do together as a church, as families, things that are new to us, that, that things that we have never done before, really. Mm-hmm. And I think part of this kind of leaving behind comfort is to do with, we've got to be prepared to say, I'm willing to do new things. I'm willing to learn some, some things that uh, I've not done before. Maybe we need to, I don't know, get better at connecting with more people. Mm. Maybe we need to get better at uh, building real friendships with people. Um, maybe we need to get better at how to help people mm. out of the trouble they're in and, and to, into an experience of God. I, I, I think the people didn't have a clue um, before they crossed the Jordan. All they heard was about, you know, the promised land. But I don't think they had a clue what, what it was actually mm. going to be like mm. and, and the journey that they'd have to do go through before they could really say that they'd be be settled, and um, so they've got to be really kind of courageous and say, "Well, we've got to just follow. Yeah. Let's just really go for it." And uh, 
We've never been this way before. And the, the willingness to change has got to start with a willingness to say, I'm prepared to even realize that I don't know everything yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't got everything yet of what I will need tomorrow, next week, next year. But I knew that God will provide mm-hmm. us for that. That's good, isn't it? Mm, very good. So, um, um, I've, I don't know, have you ever thought about, um, not just about putting yourself in a perspective of the couple of million people that were following these priests, but have you ever put yourself in the shoes in your mind's eye of the priests that were carrying the ark? Mm, Is, I don't know whether you've done that before. Um, I have a little bit, mm. yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, um, I was just thinking about this. Um, when they are carrying the ark, mm. they couldn't be carrying their tent and all of the kids' toys and yeah. all the camping gear and all that stuff, could they? They, they could yeah. really only carry Very good. the ark. I mean, yeah. it must have taken quite a few hours, don't you imagine, mm. for a couple of million people to go past with their little sheep and the, mm. you know all of their mm. livestock and their little children. Yeah. There's no way they could have carried something else as well, right? Very good. So, and and this challenged me, I don't know about you, but it challenged me to think, what am I carrying? Even though I care about Mm. the presence of God and and whatever, is there other stuff that's actually weighing me down or distracting me uh, that I perhaps need to let go of? Very good. Maybe there's things that my brother needs to carry for me because... I've got to focus on this thing or whatever it might be. You know what I mean? It's, so I think that's that's one thing that I, I thought, well, what does it actually say? So here are we in uh, verse 6, doesn't it? Uh, could you read verse 6? Joshua said to the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So mm. they took it up and went ahead of them. Yeah, I think this is the the whole thing of uh, instruction to mm. the uh, the priests go go and lift the ark and lead the people. Mm. So there's a, a lifting and a leading that goes together. Mm. In fact, I believe the leading can only follow after mm. you've lifted the ark. So in other words, mm. we've got to be in our prayer closet. We've got to pray. We've got to fast. We've got to see God's face. And only if we are in that place mm. can we hear God clearly enough mm. in order to lead ourselves, mm. our families, our friends, mm. and people outside. So um, so that is one of the things that I thought, well, when you talk about carrying things. Yeah, very good. I thought, what about, um, you know, what do I care about in my heart and in my mind? What do I care about in terms of my own life? You know, do I, do I think about uh, having a, a nice job and a nice house and you know, a nice car and all those wonderful things? And there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff, of course. Um, but is that the kingdom of God and the things that God is leading us into mm. the thing that we are giving top priority to? Mm. Um, one, I don't know uh, what whether you remember what verse uh, what might have been preached on when you got married, but uh, when Marianne and I got married um, the day before we came to England, uh, we uh, it, the the preaching was on Matthew six thirty one thirty three, which was all about giving God and God's uh, kingdom a primary priority. You know, mm. it, it it says there, doesn't it, that we. Uh, 
we need to give uh, all that we need from day to day over to God, our clothing and our money and whatever else. If, but if we live for him and make the kingdom of God our primary concern, yeah. then God will take care of all those things. Yeah. <laughs> I like this translation where it says, God will throw all these things into your lap because yeah. you need it. And, uh, yeah. I, and I have to say, having known you now for many years, you both live that. Hmm. You know, you're, you work full time and yet... Um, your priority is always the kingdom mm. and God's church and it's amazing to see after all these years you <laughs> you and my aunt both live that um, wow it's amazing that God spoke it at your wedding and you've been faithful to that mm. all these years yes uh, in fact one of the prophetic words uh, on, on our wedding was that would get God would send us to different places, mm. um, and uh, wow. yeah, that has obviously transpired. Wow, um, That's amazing. but yeah, you're right. I, I think this is part of our life story. Is this mm. thing of if we're willing to go with what God wants us mm. to do uh, and just go for it, then we can totally trust Him that He will add all these other things. So, in fact, let me just tell you the story of, of that first move. Um, I was doing my master's degree uh, and I, we were praying, God, you know, when, when I'm finished my studies and we can get married, where do you want us to go next? And uh, just really praying about it. We, I remember I used to uh, cycle down to, uh, to our uh, pastor uh, every fortnight. And it was about an hour trip each way. And uh, just to spend time talking, praying, seeing what God's prophetic words were over our lives and seeking God and... And really, over a period of a number of months, uh, uh, praying together with my parents, Marianne and I, of course. And uh, I remember one night, God really, really clearly spoke to me. And uh, we just knew we had to come to England. We had to come over mm. to, to Manchester. Um, and um, Marianne and I, we, we, we took this, uh, this, this promise that, that God gave us. And we said, OK, God, if you're going to take care of this... Um, Here's five things. No, sorry, seven things. I can't remember five of them, but it was seven things. I remember that, which was God gives enough money to get there. Yeah. Please give us somewhere to live when we get there. Yeah. Please give a job for me, a job for Marianne. Yeah. And um, I can't remember what else it was. Um, it, it was just that type of thing. And we just, you know, being as organized as we are, it's like, hey, go, go, bang, 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 bang. Here's, here's some yeah. things. Here's the list. Please sort it out. Yeah. I tell you, God was amazing. Wow. You know, got absolutely blown away. Um, I, I wrote it down because I'm going to miss some things. Number one, yeah. we were pretty skint. We yeah. as, as students, we, we didn't have anything. But you know what? The wedding gifts, they actually paid for the trip back of, wow. of, the, the, of the van and, and be for ourselves yeah. to be able to come to England. Wow. That was, I mean, okay, we ran out on the second week, but <laughs> literally God provided for that. Um, I got a graduate job with a, a large IT company within a week. Mm. I mean, that, that was just incredible in those days. This is mm. before we had internet mm. and all that, right? And next day off it was, can you start on Monday was the question. Um, my aunt, she got a job, she could work straight away. Um, we came, arrived in Manchester and we walked into this house that we were literally two days before the wedding. It was like, would you like to rent this house? It was a four bedroom detached house for the two of us. Wow. And the joke is this. It was on the corner of Holland Road. Wow. And now if you can't, you know, you can't make it up, can you? And, um, wow. and that was just amazing just how that went. And, and then all the furniture mm. that we didn't have mm. was all left by the previous tenant. 
you know, simple basic things like a dining table and a, and a double bed and all that mm. stuff. Absolutely incredible, blown away. Then we walk into the kitchen and there was a, a, a present on the kitchen side table. And, uh, and I thought, this is interesting. I'm blown away by that mind. I'm, I'm literally, I'm not that emotional, but literally at that moment, I'm thinking, wow, this, I'm just overwhelmed. We opened this package and it was a wedding gift from friends here in, in, in uh, Manchester. It was a set of plates. Now, as a student, I had three mismatching plates and we wanted to be hospitable. We wanted to have people over. We wanted to get to know people. We wanted to have meals together, which we couldn't really do very well with three mismatching plates. The set of plates, I tell you, that just hit me so hard. I just thought, this is the biggest miracle that God's done. Wow. That he takes care of all the big things mm. and then he blows you away with something like a simple set of plates. Mm. I mean, God is just incredible. And, and that's wow. been the story all the way through of our lives, just thinking, okay, we'll go and do whatever God wants us to do. And you know what? He'll take care of jobs and money and houses and, yeah. and whatever else. Yeah. It's been, been absolutely amazing. Wow, so. I love it. So, yeah. Wow, there it's we incredible. Are. <laughs> Talking about the priest, this, this is my, my next thing, is, um, is that verse 17. Do you remember how it says that they, the priests mm. stood in the middle of the riverbed yeah. As the people passed by them, yeah. they waited until everyone, this is the key word, everyone had crossed the Jordan on the ground. I, I really think this is part of, of the challenge. Let's put it that way. A challenge that um, God is asking us to be um, Jesus to people around us in a way that we haven't been before. Mm. He wants us to to step up and he wants us to to really make a difference in people's lives and and I think that means he wants to grow our capacity and he wants to grow our attentiveness you know to what yeah. when we when we see people in, in the supermarket mm -hmm. or when whether it's in the street or something that we're ready to just go and, and really uh, mm -hmm. find out what it is we can do to love people well that moment in time and and I love it how Jesus said um, that he came to serve and to give his life as a ransom. So Jesus served to save. Mm. And I think that's exactly what he wants us to do. Mm. Get into the middle of the trouble of people's lives yeah. until they've passed over. Very good. I don't know what that yeah. looks like. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to get involved in people's lives and say, well, how can we help you? And we don't know what trouble mm. we're going to find, right? Mm. But I do believe mm. this, that we can trust Jesus, mm. that he will stop that Very trouble good. Yeah. up the river and yeah. he's going to let them pass through. Yeah. Um, so that's that. That's just the key thing that I thought, you know, mm. stepped out of, of the attitude of, of the uh, uh, of the priest. Mm. Very good. Does that make sense? Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. Let me just get a, a bit of uh, water. There we go. Um. The next thing I want to talk about is uh, uh, verse 5. Do you mind just reading verse 5 uh, again? Um, Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things among you. Yeah, well, these, these are two words, right, that I, I think we really want to get into. Number one, consecrate yourself. And the other one is the getting the wonders. I want us to get excited before we finish this talk because there's so much going on. Consecrate yourself. Um, the, the New Living Translation here says, "Purify yourself." Mm. Um, I think there's a 
consecrate means that we dedicate ourselves mm. for a purpose. And we've got to dedicate ourselves not just to have as good a life as the neighbour next door, but that we are dedicating ourselves to what God has called us to do. And I, yeah, I think, you know, when we talk about good jobs and good house, good reputation, uh, having enough money for, for things, all of that is good. And I think, you know, different people are called uh, to have different places in society mm. just so that we can reach all sorts of different kinds of people. Mm. I've, I've felt uh, absolutely blown away just how God has, has blessed my wife, Marianne and I, just time and again, beyond expectation, literally. Yeah. And um, and every time, it wasn't so much the blessing of the the house which was big enough, but it was the fact that it's a great tool mm. in order to have hospitality, having people over, having opportunity to build relationships mm. with folks, to to be an influence with with people, etc. And and a kind of uh, in my job, the kind of people I've met and, and done presentations to and done workshops with and lots of big you know, and national and international companies. And I've just been blown away, just God giving these opportunities. So there's, there's nothing wrong with any of these things. Mm. So I, I don't think God is saying, um, I want you to leave behind and live poorly from now on in. I, I don't think that that yeah. is right. But I think it's about our heart. Yeah. It's heart attitude it's it's our purifying our motivation for things mm-hmm. isn't it Very good. and um i think it's um when we're doing things that we're, we're doing in life uh like our jobs i think you know we've got to do wholeheartedly yeah. you know i love how paul talks about whatever you do work at it with all your heart as if you're working mm-hmm. for the lord not for human masters since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the lord as a reward it is the lord Jesus Christ that you are serving. So in other words, there's a, there's a real wholehearted commitment and, and thinking, I want to be the best person in this job role that I can be. And I want to um, to really go for it. And I think God is, blesses that. You know, when we are doing yeah. hospitality well, when we are serving people well, when we're friends with folks, when we are in our jobs or in our situation, our street or whatever, if we're doing things well with excellence, you know, God rewards that. Um, yeah, very good. And it's it's really about um, saying, yes, Lord, I want to wholeheartedly throw... And it's not just about being willing in heart mm. attitude to let go of the old things, like I said mm. at the beginning, but it's about saying, I wholeheartedly want to throw myself into what God has for me. Yeah, very good. And um, I think it's, it's like... Um, that dedication, uh, that commitment, uh, it's a bit like when, uh, when Paul talks in Acts chapter 20, he says, you know, my life, my life is worth nothing unless I use it to do what Jesus calls me to do, which mm. is to share the good news mm. with everyone and to, uh, to bring God's kindness and God's love uh, yeah. across to people. And I think that if that is our attitude, God rewards that. Uh, he really, really does. Um, he does great wonders, he says, right? Mm. So um, I know a few weeks ago, I gave a bit of an opportunity to just share how God spoke to us about moving to Cardiff. I, I'm, I'm not going to go into the detail of that right now because he did speak through Joshua chapter one, which is the reason why I wanted to share it a couple of weeks ago. But I just thought I'm going to write down five or six things that God blessed, me, blessed us with when we did mm. say, okay, God, we're, we're willing to uh, to move from what was uh, the southwestern England into uh, into Cardiff? He said, um, 
Number one, he released us from a substantial leaving penalty in my previous job. Mm. I mean, it was literally, there was, we had no money at that time. There was no way we could pay this. We were literally saying, God, wow. <laughs> you're going to have to do a miracle here because wow. I can't leave this job without this. And, and then I got released on it. It was in the 11th hour. I mean, it was literally in the last hour that I met my boss. Wow. But he did it. Number two, um, we got a spacious house to rent at a discounted price, you know, mm. in the in fortnight before we needed to move. I got promoted within one hour of starting my new job into a role which was absolutely perfect at the time. God gave me a 10% salary increase, which meant our income actually was more mm. than what we had left behind when both Marianne and I were working back wow. in, in, in Manchester. Wow. And then God blew me away in the following few years and tripled my salary. I mean, that was just like crazy you get to the point think god i don't deserve this this has wow. got to be you this this is not me wow. um, that year um student grants uh, in holland you had to pay back to student grants um got completely wiped off and paid off by someone else wow and then we were given a loan to, in order to buy a house in cardiff the year after and then we were given the gift most of it as a gift mm. um, you know it's just absolutely incredible I think these are just, you know, just rattling off a few things, but wow. God really wants to bless us and provide mm. us and provide well for mm. us when we're taking our eyes off having a good job as mm. a means to its own, as a, sorry, as a purpose to its own, but just as a means to serve him. Very because good. if we do that, if we're focused on him, you know, every time... God just opened all sorts of doors, whether it's jobs, money, whether it's school places for the children and things like that that didn't exist. And God just opened the door time and time again. Mm. And I've just been absolutely blown away by that. So mm. what this bottom line of this, right, is this. I am confident that if we are willing to wholeheartedly pursue the, the will of God mm. and the things that God has prepared for us in this new phase that God has bring us all into, I don't think God just wants to bring us out of lockdown back into what we were before. He wants us to cross over in doing amazing, wonderful things. Really good. That if we do that wholeheartedly, he's going to blow our mind. Very good. He's going to completely surprise us. Very good. So, I love that. Um, so this is the bit I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I just want to finish as the last main point really, is God wants to do great wonders. Yeah. Amen. And I'm just saying, you know, uh, like uh, verse 10, it says, Today you will know that a living God is among you. How? You know, he will surely drive out all of these enemies. And he mentions all these ites, right? Um, I believe God wants us to, to say, don't worry about these these uh, barriers and difficulties and, and challenges and the worries and the mm. doubts and the insecurities we mm. have. Those are all enemies that stop us or slow us down. Mm. Let's confidently mm. really press in after God. Let's just pursue what he has for us. Let's keep our eyes focused on the ark, on his presence and what he speaks. And let's just with enthusiasm, with, with passion, with excitement, with yeah. everything that God infuses inside of us to just go all out. Yeah, very good. Really go for it. Go all in. Um, yeah. as, as a student we had this little phrase that I, I thought was funny being a foreigner um, you know to just go bananas mm. that was the phrase at the time in the 80s just go bananas for, for, for this or for that and I thought yeah we've got to be bananas for Jesus mm. doesn't matter if people think we're off our trolley a little bit but if we're willing to just really go for what God has for us he will, mm. he will just surprise us and wonderfully 
I go beyond our expectations. And I think we don't know, do we, what's going to happen this next few months, this next year. But it's going to be amazing, don't you think? It's going to be incredible, isn't it? Yeah. We're going to see some, some wonderful people we, we will get to know, people we can love, people we can see restored, people we're going to see added into the kingdom of God, added to, to the church. Uh, added into uh, a family of, of believers that are going to nurture, that they will start to shine, that they'll start mm. to see them discover gifts and qualities that God's put in their lives that they've never known about. Mm. We're going to see people grow up and learn how to move in the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to see signs and wonders and healings and miracles mm. on the streets and in our own street, in our own mm. homes, in, in the, when we are meeting together. Uh, and it's going to be just a bit of a whirlwind, I'm sure. I, I really do believe in revival. Yeah. And I believe God is now saying, now is the time to take the next step to cross over. Very good. And I think we've we got to dream again. We've got to yeah. revitalize our expectations. Let's mm. behind, leave behind the disappointments from the past. Mm. God has promised things mm. in my life. He's promised mm. things in your life, mm. I know. And he is about the business of fulfilling those and to go beyond our praying and expectations. And our, Very good. Uh, so let, let's just really, really go for it. And, and, mm. and that's really my prayer for everyone who's, mm. who's listening into, to this conversation. I really want you to get excited. I want you to focus on what God has planned for you, prepared for, even if you don't quite know what it's going to look like, but just to give God that trust and that faith you say okay God I'm with you you said here in this verse you know like it said about how God had declared that he is with us that we will know that God is with us I'm saying let's be with God let's just really follow him closely let's just go all out and, and really give us a whole into uh, going out there so um, is that all right awesome Shall Amazing. we pray for that? Yeah, just, just great. Just pray for everybody listening. Yeah, for ourselves. And Amazing. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've got some amazing plans and purposes prepared for us to do. Mm. Thank you that we are your workmanship. You, we are, we are your masterpiece. You're doing something in our lives, but it is because you want us to do some things. You're prepared, and then you want to go beyond that. You want to go beyond what we do in obedience to you beyond what we can pray for, what we can dream about, what we can think about when we listen and carefully consider your promises. You want to blow our minds and you want to pursue it and overtake us with many surprises. And Lord, I pray right now for, for ourselves, but everyone who's watching this mm. and listening to this podcast, that everyone will feel that sense of excitement of, okay, God, I want to listen carefully to you and I want to get excited and I want to be getting ready. I want to just step out. And it's not about the far future. It is about now, about tomorrow. It's about what you're calling us in this very present moment in time. So thank you, Lord, that you help us by your spirit to be strengthened and encouraged to, uh, to follow Amen. you closely. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah, God, we thank you for the fact that when we trust you and when we're willing to um, not focus on what's behind but focus on following you into the um, places that you have for mm. us when we're willing to cross over and trust in you in the process of crossing over um, and when we're willing to just follow you wholeheartedly mm. God I thank you that your promise for us is that you will provide yeah. abundantly above and beyond our expectations Wonderful. 
Um, and so God, I just pray for all of us that you would give us the courage and boldness to let go of the past, to trust in you, Jesus, and to cross over knowing that, mm. Father, you are our faithful provider and mm. that um, as we cross over out of lockdown, as we cross over into um, not um, the old, but into the new mm. things you have for us, God, I thank yes. you that um, you want to lead us into a place of fruitfulness, yes. lead us into a place where we are seeing incredible things happen yes. around us. Thank you, Jesus, that the best is yet to come for every one of <laughs> yes. us. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> really welcome. faith building, exciting. I love it. Good. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Great. Thank you for uh, watching, listening, if you're on mm. Spotify. And we will see you or you will hear us uh, next week for part three and have an amazing weekend.